0: Hello, you're listening to the Sunnyside Podcast show. I'm Ron. I'm PJ. I'm Scott, and with us from New York
1: City, Patrick Williams. Q Music. Keep
0: on sunny side, always on sunny side. Keep on sunny side
1: alive.
0: It will help us every day. It'll guide us on the way. If we keep on
1: sunny side alive.
2: Yay! That's a good theme tune. You always pick up a theme tune. Anyway,
1: Patrick, how are you today? I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm fantastic at having just heard that theme music. Wow, <laughs> you did, you did not oversell that. Who made that? I made that.
2: We made that, really?
1: Yeah, but that's wow. not. That's,
0: you know, already this interview switched all the way around. <laughs> <So> <laughs> anyway, Patrick is a filmmaker and YouTuber from New York City, and. Uh, quite often on the show if you've been listening you'll know that scott and i regularly big up patrick's videos and he's been a pick of the week more than once
2: which is not to say i i don't just just you very, very specifically said you and. well, well I, I, I was going to point
0: out that pj pj being from a different generation finds youtube strange and hard to understand i,
1: I do it for a living and i feel the same way yeah. <laughs> well that that's a good start so how long have you been doing uh, youtube as a living now I, uh, I mean, I've been doing YouTube since 2011. I've been doing it for a living since 2017.
0: Okay.
2: How do you interview for that job? Is it <laughs> is, is that just a, a point where you reach where the the material is enough that suddenly you can go ah this is bringing in plenty of cash we can we can actually make a go here. It was not just not
1: bringing in cash for years. It was. Bring in negative cash. Mm. I just spent a lot of money on it and made nothing, mm. and uh, and then there was just a point in late 2016 where, mostly thanks to one video, the audience started growing rapidly, and uh, and then it started finally making money. And was that the was that the Wes Anderson video? No, no, that was that that was earlier. I mean, I will say that one video, I made money that one month. The Wes Anderson X Men <laughs> <Okay>. in 2015. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was like a great. I was like, maybe it's happening now, and then it, it wasn't. Everything after that <laughs> went back to normal. No, it was the uh, the why do Marvel's movies look kind of ugly? The one about Marvel Marvel's color grading. I thought no one would watch it, and a lot of people watched it, and that kind of led to the rapid growth of the channel, and I, I owe most of any success I've had to that video.
2: That's, that's weird because uh, uh, Scott actually is a colorist for film and TV, and he's never had that sort of bump. <laughs> so, so I don't know if you can put it purely down to the coloring aspect of it, do you think, or what, yeah. what do you think was it about that no, video? It's, it's my it's my. I watched that
3: video multiple times. I've recommended it to multiple people to try and give them an idea of What it is I do for a living? Because nobody really seems to understand it. He means
2: his wife. His wife doesn't know.
1: (laughs) I mean, that was the thing. I was sure no one would watch it. It was just—it was a thing that I'd been ranting about to my friends for like four years, and I was like, you know what? I'll I'll do like one video essay. No one will watch it, but it'll be that week's video. And uh, I was very wrong. But I I mean, you can figure—you can pinpoint it pretty easily. Like now that looking back at it, I'm like, oh, I. I pinpointed a, you know, a, a a very specific problem with a very popular thing that most that no one else had really pointed out publicly yet, and so, uh, so yeah, so like I get it now. Looking at it, I am like, oh yeah, I get why that was successful, but at the time, I didn't think it would be.
3: Yeah, it's like the, the I am sure that the audience of the Marvel movies will they know, but they don't. They but they can't explain it because they 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 are so devoid of life and
2: uh, <laughs> but the audience the audience
3: <laughs> the uh, the movies and it's uh, to have it explained so perfectly I think is what's connected with people because I know a lot of people were like yes that's what's that's what's wrong that's what I always felt but I never understood what you know I didn't understand color grading or what it was or know enough to to have explained it, or even you know talked about it amongst I, friends. I feel
2: that the night that video came out, you cried yourself to sleep and going, "Hey, at I asked last." Didn't... At last, people know. Oh yeah,
3: happy <laughs> tears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was gonna say I didn't grade them.
2: How, how quickly did you know? How quickly did you go? Oh, this is this is a permanent. This is not a false dawn. This is a this is a real thing.
1: It, it was very surreal for a few weeks because, like, to to put it in perspective, I I made that video after having. Been doing YouTube videos on a regular schedule for five and a half years, and I had in that five and a half years accumulated eighteen thousand subscribers, and within Mm -hmm. like a week, that number had doubled.
0: Uh Oh, yeah, and uh, I suppose it's worth pointing. You're you're a filmmaker first, aren't you? I mean, before you were a YouTuber.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, like I studied film in college. I always wanted to make movies, and I started doing YouTube really just you know, when I graduated from college, I'm always like, how, how do I make movies professionally that you don't like just apply for a job, uh, mm. you know, directing. And, um, and back then, and then I just kind of started looking at YouTube. And I was like, Oh, wait, like, I, I could just make my own stuff and just put it on there. And it can reach way more people. And uh, so yeah, I was doing, I mean, way before I ever made a video essay, like, i i made like a couple hundred just like narrative short films like like regular like uh yeah like fictional scripted shorts and um and that's still what i'm most interested in but uh but but yeah but it, it really turned out to be like me just talking about movies that that led to to more success yeah because you started doing um what i would call the, the standard video essay you had a lot of
0: talking over um, you know clips from films, and you had uh, you know words coming up on the screen, but then there was a point. I don't know if it was a year ago or slightly slightly longer than that. It you, was
1: just it was just like a year and a, a month or so ago. You decided that you were going to take a different approach to doing video essays. Yeah, that's uh, exactly what happened. I, I, I mean. The way it kind of went was, I made that first one, the 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 Marvel color grading one. I thought no one would watch it. I thought it would be the only vi- video essay I'd ever make. So I just kind of used the standard kind of like nerd writer format, or like the every frame of painting format, and um, and then it was so successful. I realized, oh, I have to make this a regular thing, and so I just kept using that that same
2: format was there a fear that um if you deviated from what you'd done before you'd lose that audience or was it kind of no this is what i want to do no well i mean
1: i since i kept using the same video essay format and the channel kept growing yeah and people seemed to to enjoy them but i real, but after about a year of doing all the video essays in that same style, the same sort of standard style. And also over that year, more and more people, like more and more video essay channels started popping up on YouTube, everyone kind of using the same format. And I realized that I was really bored making them that way. And I kind of felt nothing for all those videos that I'd made. I was like, I'm not really proud of them because I like th- th- I felt like there was none of me in them uh, because I was just using this the same format that so many other people were using and and you know from like if if you step back and just kind of look at the landscape of film youtube my videos looked were they seemed like interchangeable with like so many others and uh, and i realized like you know what if if i'm going to keep doing this i need to find a way to do it that uh that i enjoy more and and that there's like more of my personality and style in and just and i realized the solution was to to kind of look at each video essay even though it's a nonfiction piece as its own sort of short film and figure out like what is the most compelling way like using filmmaking and film grammar uh to to like convey the same ideas and uh and yeah i mean it, it makes the videos now a bit more challenging because there's just more to do on each one but i enjoy them so much more uh i i just i care about them more like looking back Wait can, can we swear on this podcast? Yeah,
2: oh God yeah. I'm afraid so. okay i I,
1: I figured:
2: <laughs> I figured you can use all the swears, all even the worst ones, as much as you like. G- great. I, I mean, I, I kind of
1: assumed. I mean, not not to stereotype, but because you're Irish, yeah. And um, and, and so, but I just thought I I'd, I I'd, I'd check. But anyway, I, I just what I was gonna say was like I don't really give a shit about most of the video essays I made in 2017. Mm. Okay, I kind of look back them and just don't feel anything for them. But the ones I made in 2018, I mostly like a lot.
0: Yeah, I mean, there was a definite um, definite switch in, in your approach whenever you started bringing in. Um your friends and your family into the videos, and they became sort of regular cast members
1: on, on on the patrick H willems video essays yeah i mean and the thing is like my same friends that I've been largely like making movies with since high school uh they were we always worked on on all the other videos, like the non video essays together and um and so the the real this change was to start. Well, really, just, just to kind of meld the essays and then like the little narrative shorts that that we had done previously into sort of one hybrid thing. And does that
0: scratch your um, your filmmaker itch as well as your video essay itch at the same time? Or,
1: I mean, I I know you you still harbor yeah, long form filmmaker aspirations as well. It does to an extent. I um I wish I had more time to just make like straight up narrative shorts on YouTube and And just because you know I, I have to make a living and pay my rent, and the video essays are the ones that have like the sponsors on them, and those are what bring in the money, I have to make like two of those a month, and there isn 't a lot of time to make other things and so, if I can get to the point if this grows enough that I can make one video essay a month and then spend the other two weeks of the month making just like narrative projects, that would be great but in in, in general, I, I will say. This is like this is not a real complaint i'm I'm pretty satisfied with with where things are right now, so yeah n- n- not a complaint but that that's kind of how I feel about it yeah i mean you you sort of have um
0: a regular roving cast I mean the guys' Matt and Jay, do you live with them? I mean it seems like you do in the videos I don't know if that's yeah <laughs> that's no the way uh, things actually
1: are so Matt and Jake, who are two brothers uh, who i I also host a podcast with um I've known them since high school, and uh, I, and Matt was my go-to actor from like 2005 onward. Well, he's your De Niro, is he? he? basically, yeah. It's funny that he he has no real acting ambition. Uh, he just <laughs> whenever I'm just like Matt, do this. He'll just be like, okay. Um, but and we also like write together and uh, and all those other things. Yeah, uh, I, Matt is my roommate. I uh, it's just the two of us here uh in a in a two bedroom in, in Brooklyn. So yes, I do live with him. Uh Jake, the younger brother, got married last year and so he lives with his wife in a different apartment. Traitor. Traitor. <laughs> I know, I know. There was there was one time um now this is just like my weird like personal life history. Uh when in 2013, we were all roommates um and then we all kind of went off and lived in separate places, and then Matt and I kind of reconvened, like, a year and a half ago. So... But yeah, it's like... It is funny that like uh, that so many of my friends and collaborators are just people that I've known forever. Like last, I had an intern last summer, and every time we'd shoot a video, like the cast members or whoever, there would be another person that I'd known for like fifteen years. And she was like, "Have you made any friends in the past decade?" And I was like, "I, I have. I swear to God, they're just not here right now." <laughs> you count. You count your one eye.
0: I know i guess everyone they've kind of developed characters you know over time i mean the only
1: person i think isn't playing a character in your videos is your sister (laughs) yeah and she's barely in them um i'm trying to remember the what when was my sister last in a video did you do a christmas one with her last year i I, she would no uh, she would usually pop in when we do like a little christmas q a and uh and then i kind of forgot about it um This past Christmas, and I did the Q and A alone because she, I, I she wasn't available uh, when I shot it. I think the last video my sister was in was like last summer, and yeah, yeah, she's usually not playing as much of a. She's usually like there, like uh, not doing as much that's like scripted. Um, yeah
0: I, I mean i I guess because the you know the way YouTube works, it sort of throws the videos at you in a random order a lot of the time, and it seems like things are more recent than they exactly than they were um I mean my favorite series of yours is probably Patrick explains
1: honestly as it should be,
0: yeah, I mean, how did that come about i mean that it's such a brilliant concept, and it's so it's so
1: well executed, and your parents are just fantastic in that. And also, you know, that is the one video that has like authentic, like you know, Irish representation. It's the the only thing that I have <laughs> an, an actual Irish person in. Um, uh, yeah, basically, that that was I totally lucked into that. Um, so okay, the the very brief background uh, on on this little thing is so. In late 2016, uh, because for years, all the, in those like five and a half years that the channel was not very successful, um, the videos were not made on a regular schedule. They would come out like every three or four weeks or whenever they were done. It was not consistent. And so then in the fall of 2016, after I took a couple months off from making videos and kind of like reevaluated how I wanted to approach YouTube – And I decided I wanted to try just a few months of, instead of trying to make every video like a big potential viral hit, just try to be consistent and have a video out every single Wednesday. And I knew that I couldn't make a short film every single week. So that's when I decided I would supplement it with uh, like just some other types of videos. I'd do some nonfiction stuff. I'd try that one video essay. And I was talking to Jake about this. And he said, oh, you should do a video about your Fast and Furious rant because uh it had basically I, I clearly love the fast and furious movies as anyone who 's seen my videos knows, and it had become a thing where anytime I, w- I was at a party, if anyone just if I would like overhear someone say that they 'd never seen a fast and furious movie i I basically would launch into what became this this monologue where that I pretty much had down like it would be the same every time like my friends would all roll their eyes like "Here it comes." As I would go into like break down like why the series of movies is great, why everyone should watch it, what's like unique and fascinating about it, and so Jake was just like, "Yeah, just take that thing that you've said a million times already and make a video about it." And so I decided I'd do that, uh, and then me, but it was going to be originally just me, I don't know, in front of like a white backdrop, just delivering it to the camera. And then a day or two before I shot it, I just had this thought of like, wouldn't it be funny if? You know, the sort of uh, the, the premise of it was that I was like I, I was visiting my parents and I just decided to, like, deliver this monologue to them. And uh, it was a totally like a last minute edi- edition. And then and like when I asked them about it, uh, my mom and um, oh, sorry, I should. <laughs> you, when I'm talking to Americans, I always say my mom, but I, I call her mum and uh because <laughs> okay and uh so, so that, for so, the authentic
0: so, Irish feeling it's got to be ma
1: oh yeah i i don't know it it's like we in our family it's always been like a mum thing
0: and uh yeah and mine too but i mean if, if you're in if you're in county Clare, which which i, I know she's from
1: yeah. it'd be ma you're right i I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about all my relatives and like what they call their mothers and uh and i, I think it totally varies and yeah, sorry, I'm just <laughs> trying to reminisce. Anyway, but <laughs> just so,
2: a slightly sideways. Uh.
1: Yeah, so, uh, so, so my so, so my mom or ma or whatever you, you, you want to say, uh, she has some actual acting experience, and she was like pretty down for it. She was like, "Yeah, that sounds fun." My dad took a little bit more convincing. He was like, "Okay, I'll do it, I, as long as it doesn't take very long, and I, you know, I, I don't put my name in the credits." And then as soon as the video, <laughs> so you worried about the IRS showing up or something, or <laughs> no. I, 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 don't, I mean, he also – he hadn't retired yet. Maybe he didn't want people like, you know, just like his co-workers to stumble across it. Anyway, skip ahead like two days. The video comes out, and people love them. Uh, the reaction is so positive. The comments are filled with people just being like, oh my god, your parents are the best. Are they your real parents? They're so funny. Bring them back. Make this a series. And my parents saw that. some
2: great comments for YouTube. <laughs>
1: yeah. I, I mean, like, I don't read the comments anymore uh like i i i quit a, a little over a year ago just for the sake of my mental health but uh and yet yeah, it's, it's wild the, the comments about them are so positive and my parents saw them and were immediately sold on this they're, they're like great when's the next one and so now they love doing these videos and when, when i visit uh we'll just hang out kind of like you know brainstorming ideas about where this could go it's become very collaborative Uh, my dad really wants to have more scenes where he talks about lacrosse. Um, (laughs) there's that, like, I, there's, when we decided to turn it into, like, an ongoing story, and we have the episode where, at the end, they discover I've been living in the barn this whole time, because there's a barn just (laughs) next (laughs) to their house. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's a narrative through line of like you show up and you're drinking more and more each time. Exactly, and then and then we discover yeah. that like, oh, I haven't actually been going back to the city. I've just been like living on their property, like just hiding out there like a wild animal. And so, and my dad was like, I, he really wanted to, to end that one by shouting, "What the fuck!" Well, uh, <laughs> upon discovering me, and so I was like, "Yeah, Dad, sure." And uh, and it took like 20 takes to get like to get it right because he he's not. He takes direction in a very interesting way. Often doing the opposite of what I, <laughs> he'll do, like maybe the opposite of what I ask for. Uh, so, but I've kind of figured out how to direct him to get what I want. But, uh, but anyway, it's um, I really enjoy making those videos. My parents are are so much fun to work with. They're 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 a lot like they are in the videos, uh, except so you've written the rules for the actors exactly. Although my mom yeah. was always concerned that. Uh, <laughs> that she comes off as like too stern and serious and uh, she's always like I I I'm always scowling in these videos I'm like well that's mom that's that's because you know you're worried about me you shouldn't be grinning it wouldn't make any sense but, uh but it would it'd be worse it would it would it, it, <laughs> it would ruin it so uh so no they're they're great and and i I'm so glad that they have fans now uh so they, they I mean they they always read the comments on any new video about them uh, or I know it's like I was worried at first but and I'll monitor the comments like in the, the creator dashboard on YouTube, you can just, like, search for certain words, like, in all the comments. Mm. And so when a video comes out, and I'll do this with, like, other friends that appear in the videos, I'll just, like, search their name just to, to make sure, like, no one's talking shit about them because, like, the last yeah. thing I want for someone to do me a favor of appearing in a video and then get, uh, you know, harassed on the internet. And um, and no, like, like, no one has ever said anything mean about them. People just love them. It, it's it's really nice. The the one exception was when I did the one about The Last Jedi, I had to sit them down and explain to them what a terrible <laughs> thing Star Wars fandom was and how they could not read the comments on this, this particular video because they would just be awful. And, uh, and so they agreed they would not look at them on that one. But other than that, they've been safe.
0: You actually mentioned uh, your... Your critique of Last Jedi earlier on today on Twitter, you said that uh, people were kind of uh, ruling you out of being able to critique any other movie because you like The Last Jedi.
1: Right, which seems like, like so rational. If one person disagrees with <laughs> you on one movie, therefore their, their opinion on film is just like null and void forever. What a rational way of thinking. I think we're all pro Last Jedi here, aren't we? Yeah. yeah. Oh,
3: I loved it. Yeah, I, it I loved it. Great. It's
2: one of the Star Wars ones, yeah. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: PJ's on
3: board. It's a Star Wars. It's a Star
2: Wars, isn't it? Yeah. Rogue One's still my favorite
0: Star
3: Wars. Yeah, one, it's maybe.
2: pretty good. I like Rogue One. But that's yeah, yeah. Um I think my favorite is Star Wars. The Star Wars. <laughs> the Star I like the Star Wars. It's funny. I I, I had to last year I, I I
1: genuinely like after that video I had to I like publicly announced I'm not going to talk about Star Wars publicly anymore. It's just it's become too exhausting. And draining, and frustrating, just a miserable experience.
2: I entirely blame uh, Star Wars cosplayers for the rise of fascism in the in the Western world. Now, <laughs> I, I think I think you spend your life growing up and looking at the guys in white and thinking, yeah, they look cool. <laughs> you know, you're you're veering slightly towards Nazism. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I got.
3: To, I was at a wedding a few weeks ago, and I was sitting beside a guy who's my wife's. Former flatmate, and I've met him a bunch of times before, and we would always end up talking about films, but I hadn't seen him since The Last Jedi mm. came out, and he was a, he's a big Star Wars fan, and he actually rearranged place settings to sit beside me at the, okay. uh, at the wedding, but he was on the very opposite end of the spectrum to The Last Jedi that I was, and that was... An he did un- not like it? No, though? he did not like it, and he decided to tell me his
0: rewrite... Obo oh
3: boy, what he why? would do! I bet that <laughs> was if you don't delightful. Like something
2: move on. <laughs>
0: yeah, that makes every wedding fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's
3: such a nice guy as well. But uh, yeah, that was exhausting.
2: <laughs> That's a nice thing about Star Wars movies, like Batman. If you don't like the current one, another be along in about fifteen minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, right. you know,
1: you'd think so, but but <laughs> but you look at some of these people. I mean, there are. I mean, like uh, I, I hate getting into this because it just bums me out so much. But there, there's like a lot of people who have pretty much dedicated their entire, who have made like, you know, online careers for themselves, and have dedicated their entire personas around just hating one Star Wars movie, and that just strikes me as so. It just strikes me as so unhealthy. Yeah. So what's hilarious about the the whole remake, the Last Jedi thing, is their whole, the whole way that. They, they say this is going to work is that they're going to raise the 200 million dollars that it took to make the original one and um and they're but the way that they're set up is that it's not like a usual crowdfunding thing where people like they pledge the money but it's like it like they pay it there like it's it's taken out well, of they their bank it account before
2: they pay it straight away I'd do it for half that price. Oh. I'd remake it for half that price. God. Give me the money. I'll re- I'll, whatever you like it to be, I will make it like that for half that money. <laughs> but here's the thing. The, um, on this, people can literally,
1: like the way they're set up, people just kind it's like they declare how much they will give.
2: Oh, they're right, don't, they're right. not
1: really giving money. And so that means people can so easily uh, just be like, yes, I will give $5 million.
3: And obviously, they're not really yeah, going I think to. That the, yeah, the number that they have on the page is is ridiculous, right? And uh, they say, they...
1: "Oh, look, look what we've got!" And they don't really have that because, like, I remember when this came out uh ryan johnson himself shared this and was like please let this succeed i i'm dying to see what they do <laughs>
2: can you how many people are going to direct it because given given the crowdfunding basis who's going to be the one that goes lads that vision you didn't like i've got the, i will take all of your input here and i will give you the it will it you know it's it's that thing where i'm sure where, uh,
0: star wars fan 72222 <laughs> is an excellent director
2: <laughs> it's the thing where we're where a camel is a horse built by committee it's like that yeah. it'll be it'll be some sort Frankenstein monster of a, of a thing, but it'll have everything you've ever wanted in Star Wars.
0: Yeah, I mean, one, one, of the, one of the threats of watching your Last Jedi video is that it changes my YouTube feed into being a whole bunch of Last Jedi debunking videos. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> thanks for that. <laughs>
1: yeah. what, what's really funny about their, uh, their campaign to remake it also is they say that their goal is to make one, like, make a version of the movie that will please everyone. No Which way. is, of course, <laughs> impossible, and mm-hmm. and just like a goal you it's should like Brexit. Never... <laughs> <laughs> of course, <laughs> I, don't you, I don't know if you'll get that reference. But it's very <laughs> like Brexit.
2: Just no way you can actually make it in a way that works to say appease every single person's opposing opinion of what this should be. Right, um, exactly. So. I it's just like
1: everything about it, from like the the motivation to the way they're claiming to raise money for it to their goals with it. It's 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 all such a, a stupid disaster that I think it's really funny.
0: So speaking of raising money for things nobody wants or needs, this show is brought to you and supported by our wonderful patrons via patreon.com forward slash Sunnyside Podcast. If you enjoy the show and would like to help keep the wheels on, you can, for the grand price of less than half a Netflix each month. As well as showing us how much you adore us, you'll also get access to a few goodies at the Patreon page, and you'll be able to get on the Discord chat server where the three of us can be held to account for anything you want. You can also chat there with the rest of the Sunnyside podcast community, however horrifying a prospect that sounds. We appreciate each and every single one of our patrons, and it's a great way to support things like this show. But if you can't afford to, or just don't think we're worth a few quid every month, don't despair. The show will always be available to everyone, whether they support us financially or not. But that shouldn't stop you experiencing a nagging sensation that other folks are picking up the slack. So remember, it's patreon.com forward slash sunnyside podcast, and thanks to every single one of you who've signed up so far. Now back to the show and Patrick with YouTube being your main uh your main job these days I mean is there any sort of concerns about things like uh I mean I've I've watched a lot of videos recently especially music um, videos where people have been complaining about uh copyright claims and monet- and demonetization because they use samples or they play covers I mean do you have a lot of worry
1: about using video clips in your in your uh, shows I don't for multiple reasons uh the the simplest one is that my main income from youtube comes from the sponsors on the videos which are are like negotiated separately and not from the standard Mm. ad revenue smart and actually when uh with sponsors on the videos they they usually like you to uh to not monetize it for the first 30 days Uh, i mean the, the thinking is that people will be more open to hearing you like plug the sponsor at the end if they haven't already had to sit through a commercial before the video and so so really uh so that isn't even like an issue because I'm still making a living like regardless of you know whether or not YouTube is going to demonetize the videos but then also I've never had any trouble with copyright stuff at all like i I keep the the movie clips short i um i I make sure that they are you know own th- uh, that they are pertinent to the arguments being made and the and the the points I'm I'm, I'm stating. So uh, so it's it all falls within fair use. Um, any time that they I've had like a and because they have just like these automated systems to like to d- detect uh copyrighted material. Anytime I've had anything claimed, I disputed it and had no trouble with it at all. Like uh, I, I always won. So so yeah, it's uh, while there's always various controversies like this on YouTube, uh, and well, I totally understand why, it's never actually affected me, and I'm not really worried about it affecting me at any point in the future. So I'm feeling pretty comfortable where I am. And do you consider YouTube to be where you will make your living for the
0: next sort of – you know, foreseeable future, anyway.
2: Have Netflix knocked on your door yet?
1: Netflix has not. No, there's there's other vague... Netflix! I know, I feel like they're (laughs) they're throwing money at everybody. Like, come on, guys. (laughs) Um, But, I mean, I've got other things, like, like vaguer things in various early stages of development. Um, And I, I, you know, I don't especially want to be doing YouTube full-time, five years from now Uh, as much as i love things about the platform and even if i you know if things really work out and i get the chance to like direct feature films at some point i can see myself still returning to just make youtube videos for fun in my free time because i enjoy it you know as like a full-time thing um i yeah like like four or five years from now i would prefer not to be doing it full-time
2: well, if if you had uh, if you had all the options open to you, what would your next step beyond YouTube be? Would well, it be feature oh, film? Would it, it be TV series? Would it be, you know, um, what? I, I mean, if, yeah. I mean,
1: if we, you know, I can have all my wishes granted
2: immediately. Yeah. Uh, then, yeah, that's I, what we do on this show. <sighs> Assuming you're dying of something, we can grant all of your wishes. Um, <laughs>
1: now, I mean, that's. Has, <laughs> is that too open <laughs> again you're overselling things again <laughs> <laughs> people.
2: we can literally can't grant them all <laughs> should i fake a
1: terminal illness right now uh just just to benefit my career yeah. no the um uh, it's a mild cold will do right <laughs> just st- stick with whatever right works. The, the 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 big goal is feature films it's uh mm. but yeah that's that's what i would really like to do but because my standards are so low. <laughs> Really, it's just like <laughs> if anyone will just give me a budget that doesn't come out of my own pocket, I'll do it. I I've just I've spent so many years, you know, funding things entirely on my own uh, uh, with whatever I could afford at the time. And I'm just like, man, if it was just someone else's money, that that that's all I want. I just want to make a thing where I don't have to worry about putting up the money.
0: You know, with as with a lot of indie filmmakers, I mean, you know, there's a certain type of movie that they tend to make. I mean are you want I mean you want to make independent films um house type films or are you I mean a lot of what you talk about your channel is genre filmmaking so I mean do you want to make like the big sci-fi movie and the do you want to
1: like direct a, a superhero movie things like that um I mean look I'm I'm not gonna lie I do have a pretty clear plan mapped out in terms of how I would like to work my way up in movies in terms of the like I've like I've I've got my uh,
2: is it a list of people to sleep with
1: yes yes <laughs> Uh, yeah Uh, email me that list (laughs) kevin faggy does not look fussy (laughs) he he doesn't you know what i'll just (laughs) look i'll do whatever it takes like the avengers say i but no i mean uh, you know being realistic about it you know i know that i'm not just gonna get (laughs) go from youtube to getting handed like a tentpole superhero movie Mm. so so no i've got it like you know i i I know the like the micro budget feature film uh, i would like to make uh i know the the still like you know low budget more indie like maybe like five million dollar movie i'd like to make uh the like 50 million dollar movie i'd like to make i also know what the superhero movie i'd like to make is uh like so this is the taika watiti plan yeah exactly i right you you work your way up making you know, uh, movies will w- like each one like a little bit bigger. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's like a natural progression. And so because that's it. It's like you have to... N- plan in
2: genre and stuff.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because um, the way the way all this works, and I've, I've, I've experienced some of it myself, people will pretty much only hire you to do what you've already done. And if you haven't already done it, they have a very hard time imagining that you could do it. And so, so, that's, so like, uh, in my own experience, like, when the, uh, the What If Wes Anderson directed X-Men video was a, a big, like, viral success in 2015, I suddenly had, like, a lot of meetings all over the place with, like, various production companies and TV producers and a, a lot of cool opportunities came along that all fell apart. But what pretty much everyone told me was, because I had ideas for lot of stuff that I wanted to make, they were like, but... We we only really want it like can trust you to make like five to ten minute short films for the internet because that's what we know you can do and we You're don't. Like, I'm I'm doing that already, right? <laughs> and I'm like I can do more stuff, and they're like, yeah, but we haven't seen you do more stuff. We just know you can do that one thing, so we want you to do that. And uh, so, so sort yeah, so that
2: pigeon, pigeonholed as a director already e- uh,
1: exactly. So yeah. so, I, so I I know how these things go, and so that's why you know when I'm like you know brainstorming movie ideas, I don't only <laughs> think of ones that that require like you know hundred million dollar budgets and like uh, you know like giant special effects because uh, you're not going to get there until you do smaller movies.
0: Yeah, I mean I guess the way it works is you get approached at a certain point. Um I mean Taika Waititi's career is is what you described it's it's the very low budget movie, it's the it's the medium low budget movie moving up to, you know, something that gets international recognition like what we do in The Shadows and then they come to him. Yeah, that's asking, you know, asking do you want to make a a Marvel movie, which must've been a weird call to get. But I mean that that seems to be the progression. I don't, I don't think it works the other way, where you can just you
1: know give them a phone call and say I have an idea for a Thor movie. Yeah, that's totally it. And and you even look at um at the way things have changed in terms of like where directors come from now, like where like the big studios like snatch up the talent. And it used to be like in uh, in the eighties and nineties, a lot more of it was uh, people would make the jumps from like uh, music videos and commercials. Commercials, yeah, the, the Ridley Scots and Tony Scots of this world. Them, uh, David, Fincher. David Fincher, Michael Bay, like all all these big people, they would pretty much jump into like movies with pretty – I mean, you know, Fincher's first movie is Alien 3, you know, stuff like yeah. that. Or, or even like um Joseph Kosinski, uh, this is more recent, but he went from commercials to Tron Legacy. Uh, but now it pretty much all happens with just like people make one small indie movie and then they make the jump to like a blockbuster. And that's really it. It's like they the studios are all looking at like, OK, the indie indie film world who uh, who had a success like, like, you know, Marvel's Eternals movie is being directed by Chloe Zhao, who made the very, very low budget movie The Rider last year. But do, do you think that's a virtue of Marvel basically being too
0: big to fail? I mean, they they can kind of make sure that a director gets all the support they need.
1: I I think that's part of it, but I I think it's also notable that most of the directors that specifically Marvel is hiring are people who don't who ha- they aren't a huge name yet, and they don't have like a a ton of weight to throw around. So it's like the person is clearly talented, but they'll probably also be able to accept that like oh Marvel's going to do like will pretty much do like the action scenes themselves they will take over there and uh and so i mean there are exceptions like um like ryan kugler did kind of work his way up naturally like creed is like a mid-budget studio film um but in general you look lot a lot of the people they're getting and they're they're coming from like they're very much like smaller like indie directors and uh and these are not instances where th- they're not going for like you know big name filmmakers who are uh, whose name brings weight and power to it. So what what avenues
3: are open to you in terms of uh in terms of funding? Do you have to wait for uh something to come along or is there uh, like arts bodies or um we have a, a Northern Ireland Screen here which is like our film council where they will they will fund or co fund or um partial finance your film
1: um are there anything is there anything like that uh, i don't think there is quite to the same extent i mean there's grants and stuff like that uh it's one of those things that i you know have never quite researched as much as I should but uh, there's a reason that a lot of people turn to things like Kickstarter and indieGoGo because it is uh, it, it's hard to get people to give you money for a movie, especially because you know it's like it's hard to make money with a movie now. That like fewer things get theatrical distribution. Uh, like feature film, feature films are not a good investment.
3: No, no, they're they're more of, especially low budget films. They're more of an investment in talent and crew than they are an investment in the film itself. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because
0: the, the point of, the point of NI Screen in Northern Ireland isn't to make blockbuster movies it's to um encourage investment in film in northern yes. ireland
3: we've just out. finished up on a we're have a film premiere in, on thursday night here which is a film of a series that they, they make one a year and they give first-time directors um the gig and they they kind of pair them up with a writer and you get a budget of a quarter of a million dollars to make your uh that's really cool feature yeah, and it, like the the first time we did it, um I can hear Patrick booking a flight.
2: <laughs> hey, I mean, I'm a citi- I,
1: I, I'm an Irish citizen. Like, uh, can I get this too? That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah
2: this is Ireland, though. This is the, we've, uh, we've oh, been letting we, you go with this life uh, for a little yeah. bit. We're actually in Northern Ireland, which is <laughs> north, which is. Yeah, which is sort of like if Ireland is Canada and Northern Ireland is uh, America. Not geographically, just in their general attitude. Well, right. yeah, I
1: mean, Patrick, what's your Belfast accent like? Uh, <laughs> it's it, pretty rough, honestly. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: The important thing is to walk out up in front of someone and just go, you're ma, and then walk away again. That's the <laughs> that'll, that'll get it in, yeah.
3: <laughs> um, but the, fir- the first time I worked with people on this, uh, they did a film called Bad Day for the Cut, uh, which is on Netflix. Um, I, I don't want to say which film he was up for, but the director of Bad Day for the Cut then was down to the last two for a really big uh, remake film that is maybe out in cinemas...
2: Uh, he, he'll, he'll tell you after the I'll recording. tell you after the show yeah. yeah I just don't want to talk right. out of school because it, yeah.
3: it's like it, somebody else got that job and uh, like you know. although there's
2: so many clues laid down there yeah. I don't know you might as well have done, yeah, but I didn't here's, say it it's five letters and, <laughs> and the first letter is, begins with a T <laughs> yeah
3: but I didn't say it so technically I'm fine yeah yeah um, and uh, you know just things like that, that, that like Ron said the the Northern Ireland Screen remit is to build investment rather than making money from the feature films themselves. That's not to say that any of them are are bad. They have a very um, strict quality control mm-hmm. in terms of what gets made, and you have to have come up through their feature, their shorts to features program, and you know. And on of...
2: on paper, they require you to pay back the money, but people <laughs> people I know who've done video game stuff with them have basically said, "Yeah, you can pay back the money when you make profit," which is. You know, very far into the future for a lot of these yeah. things. If wow. ever
1: this sounds amazing, I'm, yeah, I'm not sure this sort
0: of program would work in somewhere so, so nakedly capitalist as a as a America. But yeah. I guess
1: whenever
3: you whenever you're in a place where the investment in film is already there right like new york you know like yeah people, there's already you, a film industry there's already a film industry there people want to come and shoot in, in new york but getting people to um to come to belfast well it's it's easier
2: it's tough, now it's tough to get them to come to belfast at all well, yeah it's
3: easier now that game of game of thrones has been here for true, yeah, true. For i mean honestly
1: years. like i i used to go to ireland every single year uh i've spent, i spent a lot of time in that country and i've never been to the north i feel so bad <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that seems fair. Enough. Yeah, you're not you're not messing <laughs> right, so much. That's okay. It's it's not, not, to, not much to be fair, here. like even, even though I have like a massive family over there, none of them live in the north. Uh, yeah, again, It's understandable. Sensibly,
2: Sensibly. yeah, yeah. I but I, I hear very nice things. Uh, but was, was there ever a rainy, a rainy, drizzly day and somebody heard of some abuse at you? Because that's pretty much it. That's yeah. <laughs> kind of yes. What it's like. uh,
1: yeah. of course, plenty of those. Well, maybe next time you'll come up here and chat to yeah, us. yeah. I honestly, I yeah, would we love could do to it in the room. Yeah, I, I mean, I was I I was over there last year, and I, I was talking to some relatives. They were telling me like just like how nice it is up north, and I was like, you know, I next trip over i should finally just like make a trip up because i mean
2: come up come up bring a camera we'll all be in a new youtube video for you <laughs> it'll be amazing <laughs> script something it'll be great or Is you could planned? do
1: the,
0: the podcast in the room with people yeah wow. with actual real life there's an idea
2: yeah I and mean, you don't have to write anything you just turn up uh ron's remarkably written a whole bunch of questions i've been sitting here in absolute <laughs> awe of the fact <laughs> he's got i mean i've talked over most of them and <laughs> we're never this organized no never we're never this so I've, I've been impressed i'm like wow these are so because i
1: did not know what to expect going in and i'm just like wow this is like a pretty like
2: thorough to, interview to be fair yeah to, to be fair generally most shows nobody um, knows what to expect going in yeah. pj can you put that quote on the banner what? i did not know
0: what to expect going in but i'm pretty impressed <laughs> patrick h williams uh, yeah i'll do that, I'll do I, that. W- I will put my name on that
2: yeah <laughs> co-signed cool, so uh, what's, the,
0: what's the next video you're working on? Because this this will go up on Friday. Uh, so um, maybe you might have a video out, by then would you? Or you, you said you're writing the script. Yeah, how regular is your schedule and how does that all work?
1: It's every two weeks.
2: All right, wow. Um,
1: yeah, there's still... Come
2: hell or high water. Come ideas or no ideas. There's Or do you have a bank of scripts ready to go in the event that you're dry one day and it's like,
1: shit. Uh, not a bank of scripts. I have a bank of ideas. Uh, mm. Because the... <laughs> My my process is far messier than I would like, and uh, I I mean, let's put it this way: uh, I will often be still writing sections of a video while other parts of the video are like shot and edited already. And hmm. uh, so, it, it's not like I just write the whole script and then shoot it and then edit it. It's uh, they all yeah. overlap. It's 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 a big mess, and um and so so right now, so I just wrapped up this really actually like just two brutal months where i i made in february like mid-february i made a 35 minute long video and then decided to follow that up with this this project on the marvel cinematic universe that was not supposed to be this long but ended up being three parts totaling like like an hour and 40 minutes and uh that's about a third of a marvel movie in length. Yeah. Uh <laughs> it, it, and it was brutal. Uh I I didn't go outside a lot for uh those two months. And so and I, I knew I had a video scheduled for this week and I was like I I just I, I like I was looking at like what was next up on the schedule I was like I can not I can't fucking do that. Like uh it's just I'm too tired. I it's it's too much work. And so I'm doing a much smaller little video. Uh, that's kind of just it, it, it's it's just smaller scale, uh, more low key. I mean, the the premise of the video is basically like I'm tired and I just kind of want to reminisce about a favorite topic of mine. And, oh, is
2: it a bottle episode? Or are you going to show clips of all the other past ones? Is that <laughs> that would work? God damn it! Why why didn't? Oh my god! It could have been it could have been the clip
1: show. Okay, <laughs> oh, don't don't
0: encourage him. Don't encourage happy. He's been trying to get us to do a clip show of this show for the last two or three weeks <laughs> but, but and i've pointed out that it's easy enough saying that but
1: i'm the one who has to edit this <laughs> yeah oh, oh my god yeah i, I just <clears> especially it's one thing to go through like um pulling clips from videos but where you can just kind of like skim through and just look at the visuals but yeah. doing it for a podcast you just kind of like way awesome. yeah, it like, doesn't on, work it doesn't on, work on, each one's it's, about an hour long. It, yeah.
2: although i did there's um i can't remember whether what show it was but there's one show that, that would do a bottle episode they did a bottle episode and each of the clips were things that they just filmed for the bottle oh, episode. Community. I can't remember. Community, community yeah. of course. Yes, of course it was. That was very funny. That was good. But anyway, yeah, do that. <laughs> I believe the episode
1: is called Paradigms of Human Memory. Uh, but I don't
2: know if anyone said this to you, Patrick, but you're a nerd. How <laughs> you dare you, nerd.
0: <laughs> well, well, speaking of that, I mean, the, I think the first video that I ever saw of yours, Patrick, was Patrick recommends comics.
2: Oh, yeah. And.
0: Uh, I just fell in love with your channel,
2: right? Ron's, I, I, Ron's currently wearing his "Comics Are for Everybody" t-shirt
1: very proudly. <laughs> you know, I I, I feel bad. I've never owned one of those shirts, and I've just wanted to get one for years. Are
2: they still available?
0: Well, uh, you might have to ask Jordi Belair about that. Ron's but I mean,
2: is, but it's stretched a bit. <laughs>
0: i mean i i just got it handed to me i didn't have to right <laughs> i didn't have to order one thankfully but, but it, uh, it, it's, it's a great shirt
2: yeah well it was it's it's,
0: <laughs> it's it's got a bit stretched out but uh yeah so you recommend you basically made a a really great video that i've sent to quite a lot of people um where you recommend well you, you basically talk about how to get into comics yeah and uh this show originally started as a comics podcast uh 10 years ago oh really and yeah, and then and then we had a long break. So the, 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 yeah, the don't look at this as ten years of one broken podcast. <laughs> yeah. this, this is ten years of broken podcasting. <laughs> broken podcasters. Um, but you know, we used to do a lot of recommendations on the show. But you're in in about twenty minutes. You did the best, uh, the best sort of
1: how do you get into comics I've ever seen? Thank you. I mean, honestly, kind of kind of like the uh, the Marvel color grading thing, or like the my Fast and Furious monologue. It was just the same thing I'd gone through for like. 15 years just because for so long none of my friends read comic books and then you know like a spider-man movie comes out and someone's like hey i want to read spider-man comics where do i start and i i just guided so many people through the process that i was just like you know what i've i've I, i just have this this like this like almost like a course like uh just like memorize like how to bring people through the process of getting into comics and so yeah just seemed like a natural fit for the video and um do, do
2: you do you um do you find that when you've recorded a video of one of those rants that you've expunged them from your system and and uh, like required to bring them up again you just think oh just look at my video yes or, or honestly is, yes is, is it in you yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, so like they're
1: done that one, that one's funny because I, like just a few days ago on twitter someone was like i think i was like talking about a, a comic that I'd, I'd read someone was like hey do you have like a uh, any recommendation for like where to start reading comics? And I was like, dude, I got a whole video on this. Just uh, watch it right here. <laughs> and it and it's funny seeing like uh, because that video like I know I've heard that it just like constantly gets posted on Reddit because like uh just anytime anyone's asking about comics, it's just like someone will be like, here, just watch this. This is kind of and, and I've seen like how the views have just they still steadily go up even though the video is like two years old. But just it, it it keeps getting watched.
3: Yeah, I think, and I think the best thing about it is is how timeless the recommendations are. Because I was there's going a lot to say, that's the... probably
2: the worst thing about it is like a recommendation list of what's good about comics should be the latest thing that's out now is as good as Watchmen or as good as you know as good as the best that's ever been. Yeah, but, but sure, it's like, that, oh doesn't... no, no, these are the same. I mean, no. this is, I haven't seen the video, so yeah, I don't yeah, assume. So you're talking about your ass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so no
0: change no so he's, he's you know patrick's recommendations are everything from really good stuff from the 80s and 90s and current stuff and you know the, but the current from up to two years ago current stuff up to two years ago but
1: but the, the recommendations are, you doing an update? are really solid are you, are you, are you tempted to update
2: it at any point I, Patrick?
1: i've been asked about this and i don't think uh-huh. so uh i mean like um like i actually just revisited just like uh The video a couple days ago i just i watched i mean most of the video was just kind of like you know just tips for getting into comics and like where to get Mm. them and where to start and even like how to read just like comics as a medium because some people are just like do i look at the pictures first or the words first um but then and then like the last few minutes of it is just like okay for like literally every character or genre (sighs) that you might want to like might be interested in here's where i recommend starting and I don't think I, I would change it very much. I think, you know, for most of those characters, um, even if they there has been good stuff recently, um, I still think, uh, like, like yeah. what I said at the time still holds up as, like, a very solid starting point. And I feel like if you yeah. did take my advice and start with what I recommended and you liked it, you'd probably find your way to the newer stuff as well since it just, you know, came after it. I mean, from
0: the three of us, Scott and I... Used to used to buy loads of comics, like tons of them. And we've both kind of fallen out of the habit. P J makes comics but doesn't read them. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah i'm a comic artist i draw i mostly draw judge dread for 2008. ad but oh, cool. i've drawn lots i've, I did, I've done a, a world of Tanks series with garth Ennis. And i'm doing a big long graphic novel that feels like i've been drawing for as long as the war world war ii is on it's wow. never ending so uh yeah so i don't i don't get the chance to read comics i don't get the chance to watch anything i don't get the chance to do anything but sit in front of a drawing table and draw that's really cool um, oh wait, that's you know, wait,
1: weird random question um since you draw judge Dredd, uh, have you ever worked with david bailey
2: yeah, oh, I know David Bailey. Yeah, okay, I know okay. David Bailey quite well. I drew David Bailey into a Judge Dredd strip one time. Oh, the the the, the uh, David's a short guy and yeah. nice and, and so you oh.
0: so you really like get along with him then? Yeah, I get
2: on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we yeah, yeah. we see we're on the same eye level in every sense of that phrase. Um, and a uh, bald and I and I had him. The, there was a strip uh, called it came from B Arthur Block about this intergalactic. I was going to say
3: I, I I know exactly which strip <laughs> this is from. Yeah, <laughs> which
2: was about uh, a kind of weird alien space wig monster that attacks this bald guy and the bald guy runs a sort of bald pride uh, group within this block and they have bald pride competitions so he has to hide the fact that he's got this weird alien wig <laughs> monster under his head and uh, it's a very funny story but I based it on David Bailey that's really and the wigs funny were based on- and
1: yeah. the wigs
2: were just based on my own hair okay <laughs> so how, how do you know David have you, have you, did you meet him in New York I presume at New York Comic Con or something?
1: yeah uh, I, I, I'm not, we're not like close friends but but we hang out whenever we're like
2: at your know, comic yeah it was i think that's, like, that's i mean that's all my friendships are comic con related friendships they're exactly people I, I am brilliant mates with at a comic convention don't see for four years and then meet up again and go oh well how are you great and it's like you've never left each other that's, that's kind of that's
1: that's exactly it yeah it was um mm. we, we we met at this this one party it was like uh maybe maybe three three years ago or so and uh mm. and uh, w- once we discovered that uh his wife is from the same town as my mum, um we were just like f- like friends right away because we, like we knew we kn- i'd spent a lot of time there we knew all the same spots and stuff like that
2: is that is that that terrible thing where you turn up and say oh you're from ireland you must know and they go oh yeah i do shit <laughs> <laughs> i do know them (laughs) Uh, yeah i'm trying to remember how it came
1: up i think i mentioned something about a time i was in scotland and he was like what were you doing in scotland and then i i I, I was like oh well you know we were just visiting my you know the family in ireland and just kind of came up naturally and um and yeah i I see him like usually like once a year he's got a
2: lovely cheery scottish accent he does
1: (laughs) yeah and when I was, in, we tried to meet up when I was in London last year, and then I think like his, mm-hmm. his new baby got sick and he wasn't able to, oh. to make it out. But I, I saw him in October in New York.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: And you still. you also have a connection to a very good friend of the show Declan Shelby, as well. Who I yes,
1: uh, who who I met at the same party the following year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i gotta be a dc it must have been a dc comics party no uh it, it would make sense no it, it, there was there's was this good party at, at like on s- the sunday night of new york comic-con when uh-huh. you, you'd think everyone would be too tired to
2: like go oh, out drinking the day and, i always go home yeah <laughs> i always I, I knew that was happening i knew as soon as i left everyone was having a fucking party and talking <laughs> That's about why me the i party knew happens. it <laughs> yes. i knew it god damn it he's gone
1: i yeah it's uh it's You've got, the, the DC party is always on. Was it DC's Friday, Marvel's Saturday? This one is on yeah. Sunday. And so, yeah, I would met David there one year. and I remember actually at that party, uh, he was like, "Oh, you, uh, you've got to meet Declan." And he, he he ran around like looking for him. And I think Declan was like, he wasn't there. And then this became a running thing where any time it would come up, like I'd be at some like comic book related party. I'd end up chatting with someone from Ireland. I'd mention that my mom's from Ireland. They'd be like, oh, you must know Declan. I'd be like, nope. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a fan of his artwork. I've never met him. And then finally, uh, it was like, oh, it was New York Comic Con, that same Sunday night party, 2017. Um, I was hanging out with uh, uh, with Donny Cates, and then he, mm. and uh, then oh and, and declan came over and talked to him and donnie introduced me to declan i was like okay declan hi i've been hearing for like 2 years that i have to meet you and um and it was very funny because we discovered that not that he's from the same tiny village that my mom was from like uh like i thought i had heard he was from ennis which you know like in in yeah. claire but actually, he and then my whole family are from Quinn, this town that 's like mm. three streets, like just out like the ten minutes outside of Venice and it's I was such like a I,
2: small area you 'd wonder how three people would get in there at one time so I know let alone three of them to know each other it, it's such a small place i've I spent I, I spent like I, I lived there alone for like a
1: month in two thousand and eight. <laughs> uh but it but but I, I, it amazed me and then the following day i was talking to my mom on the phone and i was like mom you'd never guess what i met this guy from quinn and she was like
2: what H- who
1: is he i must know him and he's not
2: one of the Shalvis, is he
1: <laughs> to make a long story short basically we, we then uh realized that or she realized that uh she and and his mom were like best friends when they were teenagers oh wow <laughs> yeah and uh it oh, is it's kind of sweet <laughs> it's a very small world yeah i yeah. i mean i like then when i, when I was in Dublin l- last year we, we 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 met up and hung out drinking until like four in the morning and uh it was great and and he's a he's a great guy and and since i i've discovered that oh he he knows like you know people in my family like he uh he took like my aunt i think was like his teacher in school and uh he know (laughs) like 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 like, my my cousins who might not know him personally like i was telling them the story and they're like oh yeah declan chalvey like he's an artist from marvel like like of course we know who he is and um (laughs) and uh yeah it is is a small world and that is the the long weird story of how i met declan there you go
2: Declan's mum used to come with him to conventions all the time too. Yeah, yeah She, she was a, super proud of him. She's, she's a, a great Wally lady, woman. Yeah. yeah. That,
1: that's what I, I, I've heard. Nothing but good stuff about her from from him, from my own mum. Yeah, Who badminds their own mother yeah. though? And she will drink you under the table. <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah. <laughs> she yeah. She used to come out drinking on the the last night of dice,
2: which is a a convention that used to happen used to in happen Dublin.
3: In, uh, yeah, and just outside Dublin. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. So she'd always come
0: out drinking on the last night of dice, which was always <laughs> a good time.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's great. Probably.
0: Anyway, Patrick, we will not keep you any longer. It has been fantastic to have you on. and We really appreciate you uh, giving up your time to talk to us.
2: Yes, come over to Northern Ireland, make a YouTube video. We'll do something. It'll be great.
1: PJ is dying to be on a YouTube, but he
0: doesn't.
2: Reali-
1: <laughs> he doesn't realize he can do it himself. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if anyone's told you, but uh, it doesn't cost anything to put a video well, on YouTube. There's no. That's not what you fee. said earlier. You said
2: earlier it's cost you quite a lot of money. <laughs> I, I, I mean, if if you want he to make them bones. fancy, it costs money.
1: Oh, right. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, no. I won't be doing fancy. Oh, oh, no. No fancy for me. <laughs> also, back when I
1: started, I didn't have like a smartphone. So I, I, I didn't have a phone. <laughs> yes. I didn't have like a camera in my pocket that could do
2: it. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah, true. Well,
0: that's probably a conversation for another time. But I think it's a very different landscape now for people who want to make yeah. short films than it was also, probably whenever you started out.
2: Also, nobody wants to see a video of what my camera's filmed in my pocket. There's <laughs> a hole there that is <laughs> It's not good. <laughs>
0: Anyway, Patrick, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on. And uh, maybe you'll do it again sometime.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, anytime, guys. This this has been a pleasure. Uh, again, I didn't know what to expect, but I'm impressed. Uh, I've been Ron. I've been PJ. I'm Scott. And from New York City. I have been Patrick Willems.
0: There's dark and a satellite. I'm sorry.